Welcome to The Plug. I'm Trina Felber, and with me today is appropriately Carrie Perkins, the Primal Colors Specialist, and we are talking about Primal Colors, and it has been almost one year since we were frantically, <laughs> frantically working on getting emails every day. When's it going to be released? Yeah. Well, that could have something to do with the fact that we um, originally said that we were going to release it in like June. Yeah. And then it just, it was hard. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of work yeah. involved. There was a lot of, it was a lot of products and packages to put out all at once. All at once. But we got it done. Yeah. And, um, it was September that we got it released, so it's not quite a year, but it's almost a year, and we were getting too impatient. We knew that we needed to do a webinar about uh, about Primal Colors because it's completely different. It's completely unique. So let's just jump in and get started. All right. Sounds good. All right, so we're going to start out with, um, I'm going to be doing the interview. If you've watched the last two webinars, most of the time, uh, Carrie's asking me all the questions. I ask so. the expert. <laughs> this time, uh, Carrie has developed, uh, had, had a huge, huge impact on Primal Colors, all of the colors, um, with guidance by me and suggestions and things like that. So um, I'm going to be asking Carrie all about um, Primal Colors and why. So we're going to start out with um, the bad stuff, because we need to know uh, what's the big deal about the bad stuff? Why, why primal colors? So why, that was the that was the question. Trina had this big idea that she wanted to make makeup, and I was like, okay. Well, sure. I've been making my own. I've been wearing my own and making my own makeup for about two years before I released primal colors. But for me, I could easily mix a color, and it was easy to make one color. And I could easily make what I wanted for me, mm -hmm. but to come up with, when you talk about making it for everybody else, that's where it becomes very tricky. So <laughs> via much trial and error, much time, much mixing, much dumping and trying and dumping and trying, we made eight foundations, four blushes, and eight lid stains. So we did good. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a lot. But you know, get back to it. Anyways, why do we need to make it in the first place? So she obviously has all of her background about like all the chemicals and toxins and everything. Well, I was coming into this as her nanny who was just like learning at it, about it through her. So she tells me she wants to make makeup and she wants me to help her. So, okay, let's write an article about why we're making this makeup. So I start researching and all the first thing I did was I took my foundation, my commercial foundation, and first of all, I tried to find the ingredients. Um, that proved to be difficult. They were not listed online, and they were listed on the, on the label, but they were on the inside of the label, so you had to peel the label off to even find the ingredients. So anyways, I finally found them, and I just started researching each ingredient that I didn't recognize, which was most of them. I recognized water and synthetic wax. And we've already talked about <laughs> in some of our um, webinars that when water. water really isn't that good for your skin. Right. It was That was obviously the first ingredient. Because it evaporates. evaporates and dehydrates. Yeah. And it can dehydrate your skin. So, yes. So, I started researching. And... Um, Looking on the Environmental Working Group, it's, that's a really good resource for just looking up either products by name brand, a lot of them are listed in there, we're working on getting ours into there as well, um, or you can look up the ingredient and see where it falls on like a toxicity scale, and it's a 1 to 10, well 0 to 10 toxicity scale. So I was not too happy to find that 
most of these ingredients fell into that toxicity scale at some place not a zero. So I went through and just pulled out the ones that were at moderate, a moderate toxicity scale according to the Environmental Working Group. And so those, those ingredients include propylene glycol, CPS, 18-dimethicone, um, titanium dioxide, talc, mica, and then propylparaben and methylparaben, which those are actually considered highly toxic. I think they're about a seven on the toxicity scale, um, according to the Environmental Working Group. So that's already alarming. And in also on this on the EWG website, it's ewg.org, and then slash backslash skin deep. I think is where the yeah where the like cosmetic stuff is. Um, it also says why are these toxic? Like what is wrong with these things? So I found that most of those um, chemicals that I just listed, they either they're associated with endocrine disruption, so that's your hormones, ecotoxicity, organ system toxicity, neurotoxicity, immunotoxicity, allergies, environmental toxicity, and some can even be linked to cancer and development and reproductive issues, contact dermatitis and rashes. So like things that affect your skin, things that affect all of your organ systems and like your whole body can be linked to these chemicals that we're putting on our skin. And the parabens, which, like I said, they're at a seven. I think it was a seven on the toxicity I'm scale. Sure it was a seven, yeah. Which that's considered highly toxic, and it they are proven to be linked to um, different disrupt. It's they're proven to be linked against the endocrine system. So they mimic estrogen and can act as hormone system disruptors and allergens. And um, they're the concentration of parabens is actually limited. In cosmetic products, if it's being limited, then why are we putting it in at all? Like, well, the problem is it's being limited. But how, if you looked on every bottle of what you were using, probably almost every bottle contained that one ingredient. Mm -hmm. So you might have only gotten a tiny bit from that one bottle. But if you're putting six different kinds of makeup products, or yeah. products, including deodorant or shampoo, and shampoo, shampoo every, of stuff has you know, parabens in it. Yeah, body wash and everything. Mean, so yeah. you, that just adds up and it's cumulative because you're absorbing all of that. So, you know, you really want to cut that out wherever right. you're getting it. And if it. they know that it's toxic enough to, to limit it, to like tell Why you it this, in there? This, is the, this is the max amount of concentration that you can put in this product, that's a red flag to me. Yeah. Well... And the other thing is that you have to think about, you know, and as women that use makeup, because the majority of people yeah. that use makeup are women, um, it, you know, when it comes time to get pregnant, mm -hmm. you have to realize that these are neurotoxins and um, endocrine disruptors, cancer-causing agents, and it's being absorbed, and it will cross the placental barrier. barrier. And your fetus that's developing and doesn't even have a neurological system yet is going to be affected or altered by this. And how long have you been applying the products that contain these kinds of chemicals and toxins by the time you go to get pregnant? 10, right. 20 years? Right. And detox, that's going to be another topic. So we won't touch on that yet. We'll be here for days. All right, let's keep moving. You, you know, the one thing I do want to talk about is mica. Yeah. Because um, a lot of people feel that mineral makeup is safe. So what are your thoughts? Well, I would say that they're, you can't blanket statement and say that all mineral makeups are better, but I would say that there's, they're a step in the right direction, but most of them still contain mica. And mica is still a toxin. 
Yes. That's also linked to endocrine disruption, the organ system toxicity, cancer, neurotoxicity. I mean, I, I took my or uh, mineral makeup off my list because, you know, before I even made my makeup, I, you know, it, it was really hard because there's really nothing out there. Mm -hmm. And I just got an email recently, um, somebody that wanted um, deeper colors or mm -hmm. a foundation that goes on a little bit deeper because they don't want to look like they're not wearing makeup. They'd like to look like they're wearing makeup. And my response to that is and was, um, when you're using commercial makeup, the colors that are in there are related to chemicals, dyes, mica, and, and formularies that are not so healthy and are endocrine disruptors or um, neurotoxins or cancer-causing agents. When you really look to nature, the colors are kind of muted and soft. Well, not always, but once they're, like, if you look at, like, a bright red rose, well, to get that color to be able to, like, put it into something to put on your skin, you have to powder it. Right. And then you lose a lot. You lose a lot. And it, it's not a dye. It's right. a flower. So, yeah. you know, you do get some of the color, but you don't get the same vibrancy as the it's rose. It's not the vibrancy that you're yeah. going to get from those fake colors. Mm -hmm. Um also, the colors that you would think you would get aren't, aren't always true because we played around with a lot of oh, ingredients. A lot. We played around with a ton of different in ingredients, um, and blueberries come to mind because we were trying to find something to make. I really wanted to make blue. She wanted to make blue. I could care less, but she wanted to make blue. It seems like people like blue. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, we were trying to make blue. So you think blueberries, all right? So we got blueberries. Purple. Yeah, it's not blue. <laughs> It's purple. It's like a pinky purple. Yeah. So there goes our blue. So that's why we don't have blue. If we find something that can create blue, then we, but it's a primary color, so colors don't mix to make blue. So, yeah. So, so anyways, you know, we have, and tons of the, everything can be powdered, but not everything can be powdered into the form that we can actually get color out of it or to be smooth enough to be able to apply it like right. makeup. Right. So, you know, we work with what God gave us. And we do our best. Should we move on? Sure. Okay. All right. So what makes primal colors different then from conventional makeup? No preservatives, no chemicals, no toxins. We don't put mica in our stuff. I don't even know what mica looks like. We've I've never seen it in just in its raw form because we don't have that. No. So um, that's the biggest thing. Our makeup is made 100% from food sources, plant sources, and like clays. So... We get color in those areas, and we we use it. So some of the, for example, like beetroot, beets. Beets definitely give off color. Yeah, so we have utilized okay. beetroot powder. That is one of our <laughs> best <laughs> ingredients. <laughs> However, it's only pink, so, you know, you work with what you got. But um, hibiscus flowers, um, acai berries, we've used cocoa. We've used, um, then for... We've, for the clays, there's kaolin is a great clay. It's really good for drawing out impurities, but it also comes in a couple different colors. Yeah. So we've used that. That's the main ingredient in most of our foundations is kaolin clay in, in different colors. So, right. yeah. Well, and the good thing about using the different food sources like beets and the kyberry and, and, and even the clays, because the clays, like you said, um, draw out impurities, but they also have... Um, properties in them that actually heal the skin and help mm -hmm. help your body. Um, antioxidants come to mind in all of the food sources. And antioxidants um, neutralize free radicals. Free radicals are what cause aging, 
and um, skin, cancer. skin cancer. Yeah, all sort any kind mm -hmm. of cancer really. Uh, so you're actually putting something on your skin that's actually going to heal it and actually make a difference in your health, not just in your looks. And none of these things will clog your pores. Right. So that's a question that we've got. In fact, we've gotten a lot of people that have said, you know, their skin was really oily and they'd have to repowder and reapply. And I'm telling you, that clay is amazing at keeping you... At absorbing oil. Yeah, and, and keeping you looking natural. It doesn't mm -hmm. clog. It actually will draw out impurities, but you won't see that in the form of oil. Mm -hmm. So it's actually very amazing to be able to mm -hmm. get the colors that we got. Yeah. And really, once you get used to using it, I mean, it just becomes, that becomes your new routine and your new application. And it's not that difficult. It's not that time consuming. Uh, that's enough. That's the issue. We'll get to that. Mm -hmm. Let's not talk about that yet. Sorry. <laughs> Jumping the gun. We're just so excited. And, and by the way, we're both standing here. We can't wait to get through this part. Not really, but um, because we're both standing here with no makeup on. We're going to do live demonstrations, both of us. So um, both of us have zero makeup, makeup, which typically I will wear makeup for presentations and things like that. On a daily basis, I don't wear makeup. Um, but I don't need to. Don't need to. Don't need to. <laughs> Ever since I've been using my infinity and beyond. Yeah. And infinity. But um, I can tell you six or seven years ago before I started making my own, I would never yeah. at least even leave the house without makeup, let alone stand in front of a camera and record this for um, a lot of people to view wouldn't even cross my mind because seven years ago I had acne everywhere. I had scars where my acne wasn't and my skin was so oily right now you would see shining coming off. Yeah. So to be able to stand up here with no makeup and feel comfortable, yeah, it feels good. Yeah. All right, so why is toxin-free chemicals or makeup. makeup important? Well, just think about how often you wear makeup. Like most people wear it Every day, right? So, Especially working women, yeah, that go out every day, right? That we, yeah, I, yeah. Most people wear it every day in some form, even if you don't get fully made up every day. You probably put something on, right? At least almost every day. And we've talked about how the, the different um, chemicals that are in makeup, mostly parabens, are the one that is like just such a huge red flag to me. So that's something. Again, we kind of already touched on this. Every day, every application. Sometimes you put makeup on more than once in a day. Right. What if you shower in the middle of the day, you know, or go swimming or something? Like, it's just, it's everywhere, and it's so constant, and it's so prevalent, and we're just constantly putting it on our bodies over and over and over again. Um, and I mentioned that when I started researching this, I wrote an article, which is on our website. It's in our blog, and you can, you can find that article if you're yes. interested in reading more about all this by searching... Go to the K-Girl Skincare blog, which is listed on our homepage. You can get to the blog. And then just search um, either makeup or search the title of the article, which was, Do You Know the Chemicals Lurking in Your Beauty Products? You can do a, a Google search, too, and it'll come up Okay, with that title. So, yeah, that's just for more information about like what we're talking about with chemicals and commercial makeup. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So we're going to do um, the demo right now. And I am going to show, let's explain one thing about our makeup and how it differs a little bit. Our makeup is all in powder form. Um, it stays the freshest that way. And as long as you take care of it, and we'll touch on this um, in a bit about how to care for your makeup, it can last you a really, really long time. 
but it's a little bit unique in the way you put it on. You can do a dry technique, which is what Carrie's going to do, um, or you can do a wet application technique, which we do have um, instructional videos on the website for, but we decided that it'd be kind of fun to do it here for you guys um, live. Mm -hmm. So um, I am going to do the wet, and Carrie's going to do the dry. So here we go. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. What the heck? Mm -hmm. All right. All right, so first of all, my list of makeup is right here. Um, I typically use um, the medium warm foundation. I have, um, Carrie's going to go over the different colors or different um, foundation tones. We, you're either warm or you're cool, and I happen to fall in between. Um, I can wear either, and I typically wear the warm, especially during the summer, and I typically wear the medium during the summer. I can get away with the light or the medium during the winter. So the first thing that I do is um, a little scoop will come with your makeup, and I scoop out in the morning. And literally, this is going to take me longer while I'm demoing it because um, I'm talking, but this whole process literally takes me probably one to two minutes in the morning um, after you get used to it. I always say don't do this the first time when you're going somewhere that you want to look good because you'll probably get it wrong the first time. The second time should be better. Probably by the third, fourth time, you'll have it. Um, pretty good. Um, I typically use water right out of the sink because my whole house is filtered, but for the sake of not having a sink, um, we have a dropper bottle which you can also use. You can use um, bottled water if you don't feel comfortable using your home water. Um, not much goes in here. I start with less than what I think I need. You can always add more water. If you use too much water, you're going to have to add more um, foundation, which will just waste it if you don't use it. So I usually start with like three to four drops, a decent sized scoop, and then I typically, now I do this in my cap, but there's a lot of people that have told me they just mix it right in the palm of their hand because sometimes the crevice, let me move that up here, the crevice around, you can lose some of the powder um, or the foundation in. So a lot of people will use I'm just going to add another drop. Um, a lot of people will mix it right in their hand. You want a consistency, let me add a little bit more just so you guys can see. You want a consistency that's going to be not too wet and not too dry. This is way, I don't know if you can see real good, but that's way too dry. Um, it's going to clump and it's going to probably uh, look powdery. You'll, it, it'll dry to a clear, more of a powdery finish. This looks really good. It's real creamy. I say it should be a consistency very similar to commercial makeup that you've worn before. And then I just put a couple put dips. Moisturizer on? Oh, you know, I, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I typically put Beyond, I like to use the Beyond Moisturizer um, right before I put my, um, my foundation. foundation on. Let me grab, can you grab me a tissue? I'm going to wipe this off my finger. Um, it helps to set your foundation. Now Carrie's going to, I don't know if they're going to do it the other way, put the Beyond in with it or no, you do yours. Oh well, I'm going to just do it dry. Some people have but, reported uh, yeah. that if they do it wet, they like to put their, um, a drop of their Beyond Serum yeah. right into their, um, in the mixture. Yeah, I do that when I apply it wet. I will. And I add like two drops of the serum into the mixture. So I have my Beyond Serum, or Beyond Moisturizer. Right here, and I'm not going to put a ton on because you don't need a ton. And I probably have a little bit left over from when I put it on earlier. I want to make sure you guys can kind of see me on there. So anyway, I put the Beyond moisturizer on, and I usually just let it sit, not for very long. 
literally, I want to feel that little bit of greasier feeling on my face. I don't want it to completely soak in because it's actually going to help set the foundation. Right. So once the foundation is mixed, my Beyond Moisturizer is on, then I just put a little bit on my cheek, forehead. This might be a little exaggerated just so you guys can kind of see. And then I use my fingers, but some people will actually apply this with the Kabuki brush, which is right here. And they um, have reported that they, they do use it wet with the Kabuki brush. I literally just put it on with my fingers. I use my fingers also. And you can get a really nice coverage. Now it's not going to be a full coverage. It's going to even out your skin tone and give you a nice matte finish. And it, it keeps away the oil and the shininess that some people will get naturally, you know, just throughout the day. But the clay mixes so well with the serum or with the moisturizer. And they balance each other so that you don't have to reapply anything after the fact, after you're all set. All right, I'm going to set my foundation aside. Do you want the tissue? Um, wipe it out. No. Uh, um, there, there's a couple ways, before we go further, um, a couple ways to clean this. This is the lid of any, uh, pretend this is anything. It would be your lid to the foundation, the cheek stain, or the lid stain. You really want to make sure you clean this out. If you're mixing inside here, make sure you clean it. Um, the foundations aren't quite as um, susceptible, but... Except the darks. Yeah, the darks would be more... Um, because they have food products in them. Anything that has a food product in it has natural sugars. So natural sugar is going to um, possibly grow bacteria. So you really want to, what I typically do is run this under the sink, uh, the water in the sink, and then I'll take a tissue and just wipe it completely dry. You want it to be dry before you put it back on because you don't want any moisture to get actually in the product itself. Um, it's not going to completely dry just because I didn't run under water, but you do want it to get um, clean and dry on the inside before you do put the lid back on. And tissues work well or toilet paper because they go into the crevices of the lid. Okay, so my next, my next favorite product is the beetroot. I, um, this cheek stain. Beetberry. Or beetberry, yes, beet, it's got beetroot in it. The beetberry is, um, works really good on my skin tone. It has probably the most purpley, yeah, it's the most vibrant, it's the most purpley color. Mm -hmm. um, so what I typically do, the beet berry has the most vibrant color, and you're going to see this when I add the water to it. First, I'm going to show you what the powder looks like, and I've really over-exaggerated the powder just so you guys can see, but you typically don't need this much. I don't know if you'll even be able to see it. Let me show you this. Okay, so it's got the most vibrant, it's not very vibrant there, but when you add water... When you add the water, and you know what, what I typically do, I used to add water right to this, but lately what I do is I dip my brush under the, under the water of the sink, and it'll be pretty wet, and then I literally just wring it out. I'm going to need more water for this application just because I've got more beetroot than I normally need. Um, but what I'm going to show you is that the color, if I can... Becomes so much brighter. Becomes very, let me see, angling it there. Okay. Becomes very bright, um, very deep, almost like a reddish purple. And the color is what you're going to be applying to your skin. Um, and so when you actually wet it, it's going to, um, and I'm going to probably put this on deeper than I normally would. It, and when you apply it, it's more, when it's a wet application, it's more of a tap tap. 
it's less of the stroking that you're used to with commercial makeup. It's more of a tap tap and you get the color on there. I don't know if you can even see the color with um, the lighting. Um, and then you can finish it off. I usually let it dry. It doesn't take long to dry. And then if you have any uh, particles that are left on your skin, you can dust them off either with the brush, the brush will take it off, or you can just use a tissue and just kind of uh, wipe it off a little bit or, or brush it off with the tissue. Either way will work. If you want it to be a little bit deeper of a color, for, then all you have to do is do a second quick application wherever you want it to be a little bit deeper. And that is the blush. The same thing um, as far as cleaning the lid, I just usually run this under water, just a little bit of water. And usually I don't use that much and most of what I've used um, is on my brush and I've applied. So most of the time I can just use a, a tissue and clean it out. Alright, so the next thing, sometimes the trickiest thing, I'm going to do the Akai Berry. Blotting will usually take a little bit of food particles off um, that might cause, and I'm going to show you what the color actually looks like on this tissue after I blotted it. If you can see, I don't know if you can see the tissue. Um, but it's a, a really, the beet berry is a really nice, like, pinky, reddish, would you say, purpley mm -hmm. color. So, it, and it does give quite a bit of color um, to your skin. All right, this is the Akai Berry. This is the lid stain. This is one of my favorites. It gives you a very natural, whoops, thanks. Uh, angling it this way. It's so hard to do this. Reverse. Yeah, it's in reverse, so. <laughs> anyway, okay, so this is the Akai Berry. Um, I'm going to scoop just a little bit. The lid already. Yeah, the lid is kind of purplishy. It's probably hard to see on the camera. Um, I'm just going to scoop a little bit out. The wet technique is just a little bit different. Um, you can get, both brushes come with some of the packages. Um, this is more of uh, an angled tight brush, which you can use for lining your lids. Um, I just run it under some water, dab, dab it, and then dab it right in the purple. And I didn't even pick it up. There we go. Um, I don't know if you can see it better when I put it on my hand. Um, but it, it gives more of a mauve color. And with um, this brush, you can either use it to put it all over, or you can just do more of a liner application. Carrie's going to be showing you how to do it wet on, on the dry technique. And um, this is one of my favorite ones that you can do either, either way. It turns out good both ways. Um, the other trick is to put some moisturizer on your lids, and it helps to keep it on. Um, very good. I don't. That's how I do the dry. Um, just to know that, like when we were talking earlier about about the colors coming from nature, um, most of the time you're going to get a very natural color. It's not going to be the deep colors that you see or you get from commercial makeup. Um, so a lot of times, um, and this is one color that really goes on pretty good, and you you do get some really nice color with it. Um, but some of them are a little bit lighter. Mm -hmm. And they're just all very natural. They're stains. They're not color that's going to sit and look unnatural. It's like a cake on your face. Yeah. Look Sometimes like you can see the face. blush and it's real, really like powdery. Like your face would never be that pink on your cheeks. Yeah. And this just more stains your skin. It's a more very natural look. 
Um, as far as doing um, the other brush that comes with the packages is more of a, for the eyes, is more of a round. Um, this is really good for wet or for dry. I just dip it in again. It's basically the same technique, but you can, um, this one's a little bit thicker, so it's a little easier to apply everywhere. And you can layer these different colors, you know, just like you do commercial makeup, you can put like a, a gray uh, on the upper part of the lid and, um, you know, the barrier, whatever you want for the lower. I don't typically wear eye makeup, so it's kind of, so I don't know if it's really easy to see. Can you see how they're? Uh, I'm getting there, yeah. <laughs> So, all right, so that's the wet application. Wet application. Um, and then Carrie, let me clean up my mess. Carrie is going to show you guys the dry application. So I'll step out of the way and clean up. Okay. Um, I do often apply a foundation wet and dry, but I think I'm just a powder junkie because I had to wear powder for so many years because I had really oily skin. So I used to have to like perpetually put powder on. So I just like am used to that finish and I like it. So um, when I get a little stick, we should, we always send like a little wooden scoop. And then if you order the package or order a lip thing, we'll send the little foam applicators also, which I like to use these when I'm applying it dry. Just again, it's probably just a creature comfort kind of thing. But um, this is like the hand. I actually... <laughs> You can, I'm just cleaning my stuff, but you just see my hand in the, in the thing. I just had a comment. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, I use this scoop when I mix it up wet, but I when I do it dry, I really just dip my brush in there and get some on the brush, and then I dab that off into my lid so that if you do, like, brush it on, you're going to get it, like, flying everywhere. So this is still, like, a dabbing technique. And I'm using the light cool. I um, the did, you, did you do the moisturizer? Did you? Um, not for this, not, not for dry. Oh, you don't do it. See, I, when I do do a dry, when I do, when I do a dry technique, I do do the moisturizer too. And then I dab it on with the dry, with that. You can do it either way. I'm just saying. Well, I usually, I have usually put either a moisturizer or a serum on my face at some point. Right. Previously. I don't necessarily do it right before with this, but I probably have put it on at some point in the day because usually after I wash my face in the morning, I put on the serum or something. So we have, we have a couple there. questions. So while you're doing that, okay. um, what do you use as an eye cream? Any of the moisturizers or, or, serum. or the serum can be used as an eye cream. Um, I think I'm so used to them now. I think it's the infinity that might just sting a little bit. If you get it in the eye, it's not going to hurt the eyes. Um, but any, the Infinity Serum is the one I'm talking about, but the, but if you keep it from getting in direct contact with the eye, you can still use it right around the eye. But all of the um, serums or moisturizers work extremely well um, as under the eye and even on the eyelid um, for moisture. Uh, let's see, and how long does the foundation wear? How long does your foundation wear? All day. Yeah, that looks really good. Yeah. Sometimes you, when I apply it dry, I'll get a little bit of the um, particles. So I usually just do this with my hands and it kind of all brushes off. And you'll get it on your shirt a little bit. It's not a big deal. You just brush that off. <laughs> my foundation, a lot of people have reported it's the first foundation they, they've been able to wear all day. And I find that to be true myself. I can put it on, you know, when I go to, my, go to work um, in the OR, 
I get up at 5.30 in the morning, I'm putting my makeup on by 6, and when I come back in the evening, I see my makeup still looks good. You know, if I was going to go somewhere, I would do a quick little touch-up, but for the most part, my face isn't oily. You can still tell I'm wearing makeup. My blush looks really good. Um, mm -hmm. So really, the makeup does wear, and I think it's because it's got the clay base in it. And when you use it with, like, the moisturizer or, like, some yeah, kind of it oil. It sets it. And you don't necessarily have to use, like, our moisturizer you can use like a and just an oil based moisturizer you could use straight coconut oil before mm -hmm. that would work mm -hmm. or if you're adding an oil to your foundation mixture you can use olive oil or like whatever like an oil that you have right already in your house if you don't have a serum but you ordered the makeup you can still use it that way and it'll still set your, your right. makeup yeah so and then okay so for my cheek stain I like the hibiscus coral um, it's kind of, it's just like a corally pink color. I don't know, it's subtle, and I use it dry. I have noticed, and I kind of do the same technique. I dab into there, dab it off in the lid if I need to, and then dab it on. And I have noticed that when I dab it on, at first it doesn't look like it's going on, and I like can't really see it at all on my skin. And then I wait about 10 minutes, and then I'm like, oh, there it is. I think it's because it absorbs the oil, and yeah. it's that moisture when it's, when it's um, just like with the water technique, the, the water brings the color out. It's the exact same thing. The, it, it's absorbing because it's helping to pull a little bit. It, it's mm -hmm. going to, and I can see the color. Um, it's, this one is more subtle than the um, beetberry. Yes. But, again, I can't see it that much when I first put it on, but then later it shows up. Yeah. So. Because, as, like we are saying, as it, uh, as it mixes with mm -hmm. either the serum or your own natural oils, it's going to, the color is going to deepen because it's going to come out a little bit more. So the moral to that is when you think that it's not enough, stop and wait a minute wait, or two yeah. because otherwise you're going to end up with too much color right. on. And then to do, I'm going to do a, the stone um, lid stain. I'm just kind of a, I usually go with grays. I don't know why I have blue eyes. I, maybe it makes them look bluer or something. I don't know. But um, to do it dry, I do put a moisturizer on my lids just because it helps it to stick. Sometimes it seems like it just comes right off or if you like touch your eye or something, it'll just rub right off if you don't use anything on the bottom. And these are kind of application tips that we've learned along the way, that we've learned kind of with that you guys well, that, yeah. that are working better. And I like to use a little... The little tiny foam applicator guy. Yeah, those come with it. Mm -hmm. We do send those with um, each lid stain. And then I just get a little, uh, you're probably not going to be able to see this because this thing's tiny. But, and then you can just kind of brush it on and it sticks a lot better than if you just try and do it dry. And you can um, use the brushes dry as well. You I can, them yeah. Wet, but yeah, you can either use the applicator that comes with it or... The other kind of cool thing about putting the moisturizer on your lid is it kind of gives you an in-between color. Like when you apply it dry, it's really light. When you apply it wet, it's a lot darker. When you use the moisturizer, it's kind of in-between. So I like that about it too, that it's kind of like not quite as dark because I don't really want it to be that dark, Or, but it's also not like some of the lid stains look kind of white when they're dry just because there's white candle in most yeah, of them. Right. All of them, maybe. I, there's, like, shadow from my eyelashes. I can't tell if I, like, no, it messed good. it up or what. So I don't I don't know if you'll be able to see either. Um, but, yeah, I just kind of did on the bottom part of my eye lids. Sorry, I'm tall. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't 
So, and sometimes I'll do a little more and get more detailed with it, but you know, you can only do so much in a, in a webinar. <laughs> so yeah, that's the dry. The dry is really easy, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, the wet's not hard either. But it, the wet just takes a little more practice. And, you know, I encourage people to try both methods because you come up with a different color depending on what method you use. So if you want a little bit more of a vibrant color, then try the wet and practice it a couple times when you re really aren't going anywhere. You might be in the house all day or whatever, just yeah. going to the grocery store. And yeah. Here. And you, I mean, you see, how long did that take us? It wasn't that big of a deal. I don't think it was any longer than... A normal makeup application. No, and actually, so. I would have been faster if I wasn't talking because right. I mean, Same. it's just yeah, it, it's really not hard to do. It's just yeah, a learning you curve. just have to work with it a couple times. But if you're afraid to try it because of the whole wet application technique, try you can use it dry. You can start with it dry and move on from there, or, or not. Right. Were there any more questions about that? Um, so far, that's it as okay. far as questions. You guys know that if you have any questions, we are looking online from under the chat, and um, we will answer questions. We like questions. Mm. And just when you use a dry, you don't have to clean out the lids because there's no water. But just make sure that you completely dry out your lid every time you do use a wet application because, like Trina said, there's food particles in a lot of the colors, and they'll mold. So you don't want that. If you dry it out every time, they won't mold. I've had mine for, like, probably a year and a half. Yeah. Because it was before we released it. And how, you know what? People always ask us how, how long will these the actual product last, not on your skin. But the dry powders, as long as you don't get any moisture in them, they'll last a long time. Yeah, almost and indefinitely. The the um, it just depends on how often you put your makeup on and yeah. really how how much you apply. Um, but I know a foundation will last me four to six months. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Um, the cheek stains last probably at least eight months. Probably. And and the uh, lid stains, because I don't wear them very often, can last a year or right. longer. This one, this was like a, this is our normal size of, if you can see that, this is our normal size of lid stain. This was one that we had made when we tested. It's like a and, half of the size of right. and smaller maybe. And this is the one I used from today. And <laughs> the little and one. that's how long it's lasted. And it's, and I've had that for a year and a half. I mean, I don't, I don't wear it every day, right? But I've had it that long. It still works. It, it look, you know, it looks the same as it did when I made it. And you know, um, this, I, I think we touched on it. It's not going to cover like it, it'll even out a skin tone mm -hmm. and it might cover a little bit of a redness. Yeah. Um, but it's not going to, cover. if you have like, a blemish on your face, it's not a cover-up to like... You can up. try making the powder like a, a wet te technique and making it a little bit thicker. Thicker, I wouldn't go too thick because then it's going to dry whiter. Um, but it won't, it won't blend into yeah. your skin as well. But you can try um, over blemishes, something like that. And you can, you, you play with it. Like, I probably mix my foundation a little bit thicker than you do just for, that's just how I how like, like it, it, you know? So you play with it and figure out what you like and what works best for you. And if you it. if you do struggle with acne or scars left from acne or any discolorations on your face that you typically try and cover, what I can tell you is the Beyond Serum and the Beyond Moisturizer are extremely um, healing. And they I, I put ingredients in them because I suffered from acne and I had a ton of scars that I really wanted to get rid of and fade. So I the ingredients that I put in both of those products actually will fade scars. They help regenerate the cells very quickly. And you will see, um, you should notice a, a difference very quickly in your scars fading. So I do highly recommend 
the um, Infinity or the Beyond Serum and Beyond mm -hmm. Moisturizer for anybody that has any kind of discolorations. Because you might find that once they start to fade, you don't worry about, like, the foundation's perfect mm -hmm. because you don't need the cover-up, the, the heavier well, foundation. And the other thing that I personally experienced, because we get a lot of questions like, you know, I've been using the Banished and Beyond package, but I'm still having breakouts. Why is that? Well, it can be a lot of things, and we probably talked about this in the last webinar. It can be diet-related. It can be, you know, any other product you're using, but it could be your makeup. Yes, and I found, be. personally... My skin didn't like take it to the next level, like to really clear up because I was suffering from acne also until I got rid of my foundation. Yeah, my the foundation, foundation is huge. And that was something that I, oh my gosh, every day, like could not leave the house. Well, because you put it on and it Because I had makes because sense. I had blemishes yeah. all over. So I needed it. But it's like that vicious cycle. Like you can't. You can't get rid of it because you have to use it to cover up, but when you use it to cover up, it clogs your pores, and then you have more blemishes. So when I finally just took the two weeks to have my face be a little bit broken out and stopped using it and converted completely to this makeup, then it was like, oh, now I now this is plenty cover up because I'm not I don't even need it. <laughs> yeah, now I can just wear it dry. <laughs> so that was that's. I mean, if you're partially detoxed and you're not seeing the results that you want, it's because you're partially detoxed. You gotta go 100% to get... Hey, before we go any further, I wanna bring somebody out from behind the scenes. She's giving me a funny look. She's um, being the camera lady right She's now. the camera lady right now. I wanna oh, introduce everybody. To put on some deodorant. <laughs> Heather's been... This is Heather Cycle. And I've worked with Heather, who's putting deodorant and lipstick on because... This is my favorite. <laughs> She's, she was nervous. No, she wasn't nervous. Um, I, I've worked with Heather for a couple years in the operating room setting. She's um, a recovery room nurse, and I've worked in the OR. And Heather has a blog, Cycle of Life. Cycle of Life. Tell us about Cycle of Life. Cycle of Life is a health and wellness blog, website, um, Twitter, Facebook. I'm on social media. Um, it's following the paleo, fit, and active lifestyle. I just fell in love with it a couple of years ago through Trina and her products. <laughs> and and it's kind of fun because Heather makes some amazing food. I love to make food. And and brings it into work. So it's great. And she she gets you get your recipes from a lot of the bloggers. Oh, yes. Against all grain, um, primal palette, um, just a lot of the paleo, paleo bloggers. bloggers, yeah. And you've got four-legged little children. I do. I have four-legged, four of them actually. And so you, you make things for them. I do. I make things for them. I'm working on um, frozen treats for them because it's the summer. So they're really happy and excited. About so that. I want Heather to like eventually start sharing what she makes for her dogs and yes. and like all fun sorts. Of and things. I do use the tooth powder on their teeth. Actually, <laughs> I dilute it in some water and put it on a piece of gauze and just put on hey, the Hey, speaking of tooth powder, wait, speaking of tooth powder, yeah. I don't even know if you know this, but we're coming out with a new version of our tooth powder. Nice. So you guys are hearing it first. And um, we are putting, do you even know that? Yeah, you know, because you're, you're doing levels. But um, we are coming out with a version that is going to have charcoal in it. Oh, nice, because I just wanted to start using activated charcoal. Activated charcoal. Yeah. And activated charcoal, it sounds like it's not going to, like, whiten your teeth because right. it's black. Right. But it literally whitens your teeth really, really, really well. Awesome. And so we're adding it to our tooth powder. And um, we're going to start with two. We're going to start with the peppermint and the spearmint. And um, we're going to be, that's going to be available soon. Maybe I'll test that first on my dogs. 
<laughs> right, yes. But anyway, we can't zoom in because our camera girl is here, but this is a tin of the, um, get back here camera girl. Oh, stop. <laughs> um, this is a tin um, that we tested, we are testing uh, of the black. So it's a little bit darker than the normal, um, but this will be available soon. And I love it, it was love at first brush. And I haven't used it on the dog yet. <laughs> and I haven't used it on the children, only because it is black. And when it gets wet, I bet it's more black. And when it gets wet, it gets really black. And my kids like like to make a mess with the tooth powder stuff. So. But get back here, Heather, because I have a question for you. Because we're talking about makeup, so you have to yes. tell us. You use primal colors. I do. Um, and actually, I do something that you guys didn't discuss. I use the mud lid stain, but I use it on my eyebrows. You did tell me that. That's what right. I do is I use the Bare uh, Moisturizer, mm -hmm. which I fell in love with from the beginning. And I mix just a little bit of that in the lid of the mud um, eye stain. Okay. And then I put that on my um, eyebrows. Interesting. Yes. Now, have you tried using it with the bare moisturizer right on your lids? Does that work too? It does work too, yes. Because okay. I, have I haven't tried that. Very active lifestyle. I work out like two or three times a day. I sweat in the summer. And it stays on. Good. I mean, as long as I'm not rubbing my face yeah. or anything, but yeah, it stays on. Can really you have well. the lids? I mean, yes. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. very nice. So, and I and she did tell me that, and I forgot about that. Um, so I think, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really think to mix it in the lid with the moisturizer. That's another option, apparently, that works well. Here's another question we get, Miss Primal Color Specialist. Mm -hmm. When are you going to come out with mascara mm -hmm. and li uh, lip stain colors? I just can't tell you how much time we have put in to try and develop mascara. Let me tell you the story behind this. Miss Primal Color Specialist, who thinks that this is going to be so easy, thought we could have mascara out in like two weeks. And I know that mascara is going to be the most challenging product. And it is. And we have had many, many a failed effort. <laughs> we, we've worn black under and over our eyes plenty mm -hmm. of times. <laughs> so anyways, I would love to make mascara. So if anybody out there has any suggestions, <laughs> I'm sure we've tried it, but you can shoot the Primal Color Specialist, uh, you know, your suggestions yeah. on what we could possibly use. I have a couple more ideas that we're gonna work out. Yes. Um, the other bear, thing is that- Bear in mind that all along we're also putting out other products that yes, everything yeah. is a production so yeah. there's just a lot of steps it takes to get a new product out so we're working on it it's on the radar getting the recipe is supposed to be the easy part it is it really is the easy part most but not of the time but <laughs> the, li the lip stains have been challenging too also challenging yeah so we are working on those yeah. concealer is on the radar it's just yeah that it's just finding something of an ingredient or combination of ingredients that will stay thick enough on your face basically you know right you just gotta find the right combo yeah trial so and error forever we are working on those things um let me get my i want to make sure we don't have any other questions coming your internet one out yes it will pick back up okay so uh let's see talk about the colors you know we and on the website we do have two different articles you can read that they both do very a very good job at talking about the cool and the warm tones and how to decide who you are. Um, and there are people, and don't fret if you're like going back and forth, oh, I think I'm cool, oh, I think I'm warm. Because there are people like me who are true neutrals. True neutrals, that you can go either direction and look fine. So, but with that said, there are people that are 
Obviously I was not other. a true neutral, which is why we even got initially why we got to the um, cool, like developing the cool. Because first I made warm. I made light warm was the first color that we mixed, and I kept putting it on and being like, "Gosh, it just looks really yellow. It just looks really yellow on my skin. Like I just this isn't the right color for me." And so just you know trial and error figured out I needed more pink in mine. So then I created the light cool. So um, I, if you if you're a cool tone and you put the warm on, it's gonna look too yellow. If you're a warm tone and you put the cool on, it's gonna look too pink. So that's a good way to know um, if you've got the wrong color. But how do you pick the right color? Um, like Trina said, there's a quiz. One of the links goes to like a quiz um, to figure out if you're warm or cool. And then here's just a couple other tips that I found that you can use to figure out if you would be a warm or a cool tone. Um, look at your complexion. If you're olive, golden, or beige, that's probably a warm tone. If you're more fair, fair, pale, pink skin and rosy cheeks, then you're probably a cool tone. Look at how you tan in the sun. Um, if you tan quickly without burning, you may be a warm tone. If you tan a little bit more slowly and burn more easily, you may be a cool tone. Look at your hair color, your, your natural hair color. Um, <laughs> Somebody wanted to know what color you were putting on your eyes. I put stone on my eyes. Hers was stone. I, stone. I did the acai berry. Um, charcoal, <clears throat> it would be a little bit darker than the stone. It's Yeah, it's pretty much darker than the yeah. stone. The stone then, is like the light gray. And then um, Heather was putting the um, mud, the mud which, which is like a, a real light brown. brown. Um, and chocolate, and it's got cocoa, chocolate, so you literally, and you smell it, don't you? Mm -hmm. I mean, you do smell it when you're wearing it, so. Um, and you know what, somebody, I think somebody wanted to ask, have we tried using these as lip stains? I think I might have seen that. Can you put them on your lips? Or maybe I, some, I, I we've I've had them, that question before. We've, I've had people say that they use it very well, and I would assume that it would be the similar technique that you're using, um, Heather is who I'm pointing at, with putting it on her um, eyelids. Mix it with moisturizer? Or I, Eyebrows, yes, just mixing it with one of the moisturizers and dabbing it on. Uh, I honestly don't know how well that works. I hate lipstick, so I haven't tried it. Um, I, I know that dipping it in water and, and putting it on does not work because I tried that, but I'll have to try the, the other. Um, the problem is the color might not be as bright as what you want it to be, and that's what where we're having the problems with making the, the lip stains is that when you put them on, they're very sheer. Yeah, so we've we've had some success, but it's not really we're not really happy with the results right. to put it out there. Keep going, I'm gonna keep looking at some. Okay, ways. so back to warm and cool tones. Look at your natural hair color. If your hair is naturally dark brown, black, golden blonde, red, or auburn, you may be a warm tone. Um, if it is light to medium brown, ash or light blonde, you may be a cool tone. Uh, your eye color, deep brown, blue, and green may be warm. Hazel grayish and light eyes may be cool. This is not foolproof, by the way, but these are just some tips. Um, and then what colors do you look good in? Um, if you wear like fall, deep autumn colors, orange, bronze, if those look good on you, then maybe warm. Um, pink, lavender, or pastel colors, if those look good on you, or jewel tones, then you may be cool. So some of these things have rung true for me. I, I would say I have like light brown to like Kind of a dirty blonde hair that was one that would put me into the cool um but my eyes are blue and that one it said warm so you know really blue eyes are warm yeah hmm. it said that i mean i just looked this up online so yeah. no i was just everything i would online, think that would be cool ultimate truth 
But I, in, a, in your tone, um, they do give a lot of good suggestions. I really, I know mm -hmm. there was a question about how do you really know what color um, to choose. And what I tell most people is, um, most people can wear more than one color. If you're talking foundation, most people can wear more than one color of foundation. At any given time, I can wear either the um, medium or the light. And, it, and I tend to wear the medium in the summer because I've got a tan, um, but I can still wear the light. And we talked about this not too long ago about when we first were going to release the makeup, our biggest fear was how are people going to pick the colors and get it right. Mm -hmm. And how many I, returns are we going to have? Yes, the wrong color? and exchanges. And I can tell you that um, we have not had many returns. We will do a one-time exchange. So if you order a color, you're not happy with it, you think you need it, the light as, a, as opposed to the medium or what, whatever the case may be, uh, warm instead of cool, we will do a one-time exchange on that. Um, but I can tell you, they're really, they really haven't been very. I can't remember. I'm gonna knock on something. I, I, I know. I don't have any wood. Um, here. It's bamboo. Okay. <laughs> it's close. Um, I can't remember the last time we really had a makeup. I don't time. remember either. So there um, haven't been many. There haven't. Been people. What I, what my point is, people are getting it right. I think that like. Just don't second guess yourself about warm or cool. Use these resources and then you're probably guessing right. Like yeah. you can look at yourself and know which way you lean. The other thing I tell people is um, when they try and decide medium, light, am I dark? If you're dark, you know you're dark. If you're light, very light, very light, you know you're very light. Those are the people that are like, oh my God, I'm so pale. Um, most everybody else, if you're not sure, fall into that medium range. The light to medium range. Yeah, the light or the medium, and really you can't go wrong with either. Right. So, and the other thing is, you can use it wet or dry, and then when it's dry, it's the color is a lot more subtle and a lot more forgiving. Like, we, you could wear probably any of the eight foundation colors dry, and it wouldn't look that. I mean, some of them would look a little really more dark off than others, off, but, but it wouldn't look that bad. So if, you, if you're like, I'm either light or medium, Get the, like, just pick one, and if it's too, if you pick the medium and it's too dark, then you can wear it as a dry foundation, or we will do a one-time exchange. But it's, you can, they're very forgiving in their dry forms. But also, still back to the, like, knowing whether you're warm or cool, we went to the Paleo FX concert conference. Con it was, it wasn't a concert, it was a conference. It, on, in Austin. In yeah, Austin. Was, this was in April, and we did a lot of makeup demonstrations there. And when I would, like, when people would approach me, like, what color should I use? And I would say, do you think you're warm or cool? I don't know if anyone guessed wrong. Yeah. They all were like, I think I'm probably, unless, unless they were a true neutral, then they were like, I'm not really sure, you know, and then we tried both and they both looked good. Yeah, and then it's like, you don't the know The neutrals are neutral. the, the tricky ones because you're not sure. You, right. And you don't want to get it wrong. But truly, you could go with either or. And a lot of times you do. You kind of have that innate, it's what you're drawn to, what looks best on you. Mm -hmm. um, and even just like looking at your skin. Do you, like when you look at yourself in the mirror, do you think you would lean towards a yellow or lean towards a pink? And I think that, you know, people know. I mean, you know, trust yourself that yeah, you know just your skin. Your yeah. So, and then we all, we'll still get questions about um, like which cheek stain should I use? I can't answer that for you because I don't know what your preferences are. I can describe to you what the cheek stain colors look like. 
Um, the beetberry we already talked about is like the most vibrant. It's the most vibrant. It's kind of a purpley pink. Yeah, those are for, say. you know, and if, people, if that's what you're looking for, if you want one that's a little bit more of that vibrant color, then the beetberry is perfect for you. Now, that's what I tend to like. Even mm -hmm. though, I mean, and I don't think, I'm not talking vibrant like it's going to be bright red on your cheeks, but vibrant more that it's going to give you the most rich color. Right. I also like the hibiscus coral, and that's like a corally pink. And if you apply it dry, it'll be a little bit, it'll show up a little bit more. I think it shows up pretty well. Did I say if you apply it dry? If you apply it wet, it'll be a little bit darker. Yeah. I think it shows up pretty well dry also. But it's, you know, again, all of our colors are subtle and natural looking. So that one is kind of like the, I would say the hibiscus coral may be like the youngest. Like, it's like that light pink. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's a mix between the pink. It's like a pinky peach is really what it is. Yeah. That like corally pink color. Yeah. yeah. But... It, when I think of it, I think of it as like the young, like for the younger age group. That may not be fair, but that's how that's I not think fair. It. <laughs> I don't think that's fair. Okay, well that's how <laughs> I think of it in my brain. But <laughs> that's because your brain is young. <laughs> I could be. <laughs> but okay, let's move on. The peach, the peach I mixed for one of my our coworkers that she wanted. She told me she wanted a bronzy peach. She didn't like the beet berry. She didn't like the hibiscus coral. She wanted a bronzy peach. So that's what I gave her. So that's how I describe that as like a bronzy peach. That's what my mom likes. And what do you say about the bronze? The bronze is like a bronzer. Like it's like to make you look tanner. Yeah. And, and you can like, use that. And, you can use and that, that actually works bronzer. really. But you can also use it as a blush. You can. And it actually, and I actually like that one as a blush when I'm going more for the, the browns. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm going more for the warm. Yeah. Then that's what so, I like. That's how I would describe the cheek stains. And it's honestly such a matter of personal preference what color you want to use. And then as far as the lid stains go, I think the pictures on the website depict them pretty well for yeah, color. Yeah, they really do. Um, I think they're, the, the colors are pretty true to And we did them. And photos. if you look at the photos, that we usually have a wet and a dry. And a dry. So you can get an idea of what the color is going to look like in the wet as well as the dry. Now remember when it dries from the wet, it might not be quite as vibrant as the color you're looking at when it's wet. When it's like soaking wet. When it's soaking wet. You use a moisturizer, that'll help too. That'll help give you a darker color. I will say that in dry form, the clover, the rose, and the lilac look almost white. Yeah, they're very light. So you're gonna wanna at least use a moisturizer with those. Or if you like yeah, it, I mean, sometimes I'll use that on the real high arch more as a highlight. Very thin, yeah, yeah, very thin. And just as a, like a highlighting mm -hmm. type of color that's not really obvious. Right. So. Yeah. So just that, I will say that about those. That they look, it's kind of funny. It's actually kind of fun when you mix them with color or with water because they like change so dramatically. Um, have we, have we thought about making a highlighter style blush? I don't know if that means. I'm not sure what that means either. I don't know. So if you can elaborate on that. The other question is, if you accidentally sleep in this makeup, is that okay since it isn't bad for your skin? It's um, not going to clog your pores. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be an issue. It's. I don't think it's going to make you break out. No. Mm -mm. I, I would say to do it every night, but if you accidentally do it, it's, it's not going to be a problem. Yeah, I don't think it would be. Um, let's get to the sale. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, so here's what I did this time, and I know I promised all my viewers, thanks for being there for us, um, a better discount. 
And what I did, because I really wanted to throw primal colors on sale for everyone, um, on the website I listed all of the primal colors um, are on sale, including the packages and the brushes. Um, they're discounted around 10% on the website. Um, in addition, because we talked about uh, the Infinity and Beyond, I threw the Infinity and Beyond package in with this because we both love it and use it, including just, you can buy the serum alone or the, um, the moisturizer, the Beyond Serum or the Beyond Moisturizer are both on sale individual too. Um, I also, because they're really good products to get your skin prepped for makeup, um, I love both the Dirty X's, the Dirty X um, Exfoliator. Um, At Midnight is the one Carrie's holding right now, and then Sweet Revenge. At Midnight is the powder form, and it's really good at exfoliating. This also has black clay. Black clay. So this is black also. It's really dark, yeah. Um, you can actually put it on almost like a mask, too, and leave it, let it dry a little bit, and then exfoliate it off. So that's a great way to use that one. Um, Sweet Revenge is a sugar scrub. And Love this. Yes, it's favorite. awesome. It leaves you very, it's because it's got an oil base and the sugar, it actually exfoliates really, really well. It's and really leaves you so soft. I know. Um, leaves you very, very soft. <laughs> um, you could actually skip your moisturizer if you wanted to or come back 20 minutes later to apply it or your serum. I know it's really hard to do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get better at that, we promise. Um, but anyway, both of those are on sale. You can buy those separately or you can buy them together. They are all on the website, 10% off. But for you guys, for tuning in, what else? Did I throw something else up there too? I don't I think, know. No, you, yeah. Did you, Infinity and Beyond package? The package, the, the serum, the moisturizer, and then, um, yeah. Uh, for you guys, there's a coupon code that you can use in addition. So you're going to get coupon code PLO, as in Primal Life Organics, there's a space, and then shades, S-H-A-D-E-S. -E Don't forget the space. Don't forget the space. I won't work without the space. PLO shades. That will give you an additional 15% off the price you see, um, the sale price. So Which you are already listed at yeah, 10%. 10%. So you are actually going to get 25% off of any of these products that we put on sale. So, um, And that's available now, uh, so you guys can go ahead as soon as we're done here and um, order if you know what to order if you don't know what to order Carrie and I are here for you um, and Heather in training <laughs> and we can answer your questions hopefully um, you can contact us at support at primallifeorganics.com we try to answer our um, emails within I'd say three business days but most of the time it's sooner than that yeah I, I usually answer emails and, and we'll be much. on the lookout for anybody the coupon code that you guys have the PLO shades is good through Friday um, so you don't necessarily have to rush to order. Um, we want to make it available to anybody that wants to look to read to look at the video afterwards because we're going to have the video posted hopefully tonight, if not tomorrow. Probably tomorrow. Um, okay, sorry. Um, but anyway, so PLO shades, you'll get an additional fifteen percent off. So you guys are getting twenty five percent off. So that's a good deal. Mm -hmm. And just I, we didn't say this. So a primal colors face package includes a foundation, a cheek stain, and a lid stain. And you choose whichever of the colors that you want, okay? And then the ultimate package includes those three items and then the four brushes. So you get the Kabuki foundation brush, you get either an angled or a curved uh, cheek stain brush. You can see this one's the angled. I don't think we have a curved over here. No. We um, both tend to like the angled, I think. The angled, yeah, we just like that one. But you can pick... Either one. Either one. It's a just then, personal choice. You get both of the 
lid stain brushes. So this one is the curved one, and this is the angled one. And we the have tested, we, we tested a lot of different type of brushes, and we found that these do very well with the wet or the dry application, mm -hmm. and then even dusting the particles off. Now, I know somebody had written on there that they use like a latex, probably one of those foam applicators, mm -hmm. to help yeah. dust off. If you order an, an eyeshadow, you, you should get a foam applicator for every color yeah. of eyeshadow that you, that you order. So that also is there. This is just like, you know, your standard foam thingy that comes in the little boxes of eyeshadow. Okay, so she said it's a, like a highlighter style powder. The only thing I can think of is it would be like our bronzer. Would be similar to our bronzer. To emphasize your brow or cheekbones. Yeah. Maybe. I would think that that would be similar to the... Um, I am not a makeup connoisseur. But you know what? If, if you can emphasize, you know, kind of give us an idea of what color you're looking at, just email us at support at Primal Life Organics. We're always open to suggestions. Yeah. We love suggestions. We um, love experimenting. And we play a lot with different things. So, mm -hmm. And we've been wanting to play with makeup more and add more colors. Um, like we said, we've been working on a lot of products that we're coming out with. Yep. We've got some a, good things, like two different products coming out just for the fall. It's been a big year for releasing new products. It has been. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been exciting. And we're on and the And then roll. you post on Facebook and ask people, what other new products do you want? Like, we have all this time because we haven't been busy. <laughs> well, I just want ideas. I, you know what? I, I love to challenges yeah. and brainstorming. We're working on a shaving oil. That's one that's in the works. Um, that's also kind of amazing. Yeah, that that is really, really nice. Be on the lookout. That should be out bit. That should be later. out very soon. Yeah, not too long. Um, what else is on the radar? Um, there's a lot of things. Oh, the bug spray. We're gonna we're gonna oh. be doing a bug spray, but I don't know that that'll be out before next summer. Okay. There's always something. Yeah, muscle serums. We've got muscle serum and muscle rubs. There's there. always things. There's a lot of things. So we're always open for things. We're always working on things. I'm a, a girl that loves to um, find a natural solution to a commercial product because I won't. Yeah. I won't use it if it's commercial. So I live without. And, until uh, we can until we can it. make it yeah and the shaving oil was like amazing yeah that's, it's really nice I was kind of like oh yeah this is better yeah I know so all right so that's all I have is there one more is there one more question let's see a highlighter is a lighter color than um, brightens above the cheekbone and the chin line so a lighter color okay could you use a foundation no I don't think what if you got a light fun that'd be probably a lot I, I, I would think you'd want it to be like a, a peachy or a pinky color. What I would say is play with the colors that we have, dry and wet, because you might find that the dry mm -hmm. might be exactly what you're looking for as far as what you're talking about, like a highlighter. Yeah. Because the dry really is a little bit lighter. You could also potentially like mix some of them and make your own color. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. Yeah, I mean, literally, you could... At one point, I was mixing the beet berry with the hibiscus because I loved the corally mm -hmm. but I didn't want that much coral um, so yeah I mean technically you can mix or yeah you could take any like your favorite blush and mix some of the your foundation foundation in it or I mean you can play with it however you want yours. yeah yeah so or like maybe the rose lid stain mm -hmm. it's like a light pink yeah just you know yeah I mean there's the possibilities yeah I love I love when people ask me how to use things because my answer is usually like However you want. <laughs> it's right. up to you. I mean, I will elaborate, but it's kind of... 
So request me when you have a question like that. <laughs> Attention, Trina, because if you want to be told you can, you make it your own. You play with it and use it how you like it. It's up to your preference. I like that about these products. Any more questions? I think that's about it. Let's see, the foundation doesn't shimmer enough. So you need shimmer. I don't think we can add shimmer because shimmer is probably, shimmer. if I have to guess, Micah. Shimmer's mica, and mica's not good. Yeah, mica's one of those. You, you wanted to know, so I have to be honest. Yeah. I, I can't lie. I'm, a, I'm thinking that if you're looking for shimmer, then something that's going to bring the light, that's going to be more of a mica. Yeah, something that's not going to ever I'm, be I'm seen in my product. Dust. Fairy dust. Fairy dust. You can find that wholesale then. <laughs> and my daughter would love it. <laughs> All right, are we like way over on So this? I don't know how, what, we're, yeah, we're yeah. about 10 minutes over. But hey, you know what, the next one, I think we're going to, we just talked about this today, what, what can we do next? If you guys have any topics you want to do a webinar on, more instruction, please, please email us. Um, but I think the next topic, we get a lot of questions about how do you use the face packages? How do you fit in the Banished, if you use the Banished Serum? How do you fit in the Dirty X? Where does Fire and Ice go? Um, do I need both the serum and the moisturizer? Mm -hmm. So what the heck is going on with these face packages? How do I use the face package? I'll be doing that webinar by myself. And, and Carrie will, say, will be like, it's up to you. Do whatever you want. <laughs> but I'll be there and I'll tell her she can't because we're going to talk about it. And we might even do a demo on how to use everything because you use so little. And my biggest fear is people are going to run out within a month because they've used too much. So we are going to do a similar kind of demo um, going through the product packages and what if I have this and what if I want to use this and how does this fit in so that's it so probably Look forward to it then the one after that I think is going to be a special guest not that you're not special <laughs> I'm no longer a guest now now we're well I know you're webinar not. team oh darn <laughs> <laughs> you've hitched your your horse to this wagon I guess yes well I okay that's perfect <laughs> it's a great team but we're going to add someone and um She's agreed to do it, and we just have to work out the details, but um, you she's know her. She's the paleo celeb. She is a celebrity, say. yeah. She's my good friend from the Skin Invention Guide, so if you know who that is, Liz Wolf. And uh, we are probably going to talk about acne, and she's going to talk about the gut, I think, or whatever she wants, and we're going to talk about how we heal the skin yeah, from the outside. So it's going to be a great topic. That's probably coming. we got to work out all the details between us. Um, I would say end of September, beginning of October, by the time we can get that all worked out. I know Liz has some other things going on. Just keep up with our all of our social media. We usually post out yeah. what's coming. And join, if you're not newsletter. on our newsletter, please join our newsletter. You will get the information up to date. Also, we um, I just added on the website, I don't even know if you know, that um, an upcoming events section, mm -hmm. it's right on the homepage, and it links you under About Us. It's also there. And um, you can see what's coming. We'll probably be listing the webinars, anything else that, that's going on that we're going to be dealing with. So. Right. And we have been listing the webinars on the website as well. So Yes, you can rewatch this. You can suggest this YouTube. to friends. Yes. If you search PLOG episode, you can usually find them. But thank you guys for joining us. Um, if you have any questions... Uh, body lotion and exfoliant, yes. Those These are, are just ideas. Yeah, those are ideas. But yes, we're working on those too. Um, we're going to be working. On, we've got, trust me, we've got a ton of products coming out. 
I think we make over a hundred right now, but we're probably going to be like these next couple months are going to be like a whole lot of crazy. Can you guys see my my cheek stain? It's showing up because I can see it. <laughs> I think it came. I think it showed up for the end of the month. <laughs> Finally, no. <laughs> All right, all right, we are signing out. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you, Heather, for being here. <laughs> all right. Okay, bye. Bye.